0: I Square Wrestling Podcast. What are you doing? It's a song. What it's song? a theme
1: song. Our theme song, which Curtis told me the other day is actually a real song. Well, I just assumed it was someone knocked up, or maybe it's Dan. who told it's it a real song.
0: Someone could make us another song if they wanted. Is it, is it, every time it plays, you get angry because it doesn't say A-squared circle. It's not, right.
1: it's not right. It's not right. I'm very b- grateful to who did it, but it's not right. Well, no one <laughs> it's just not so. right.
0: Um, well, no one's bothered to make a new one. So that's what we have for now.
1: I'm going to talk to my pals at the South Wales Kings. Uh, hey. They'll do one probably quite reasonably, actually.
0: Well, they can do it for free if they want to keep listening for free. Well, I don't say listen. <laughs> but you me, does that?
1: <laughs> Real nice guy. South Wales Kings looking for some... Uh what are we talking? Um custom wrestling music, entrance themes, all sorts, they they'll do it for you.
0: You gave up on yours halfway through though, didn't you?
1: Well actually he re he he without prompting or asking, he sent me another version of it and it sounds way a lot better. I mean it sounded good but it just wasn't quite what I wanted and then out of the blue I get an email saying oh I've just sent you a a revised version and I'd give it a good solid nine out of ten. Oh, so happy I'm actually
0: that. absolutely buzzing to, to hear it.
1: Yeah, you will. Can't July twenty eighth, Mount Batten Centre, Portsmouth. You'll hear it there. Can't wait. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, go on. Well, Vegas.
0: What do you mean Vegas? Well, that's where well, you've been. That's where I've been. That's why we're late. That's why we're late. Time difference, Yeah. If anything. <laughs> You're adjusting, aren't you? You're uh, yeah. jet lagged. Oh, it's hard, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, I've been to Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. Went to win my fortune. Came back broke. Like everyone. But I had a lovely time. It was there for, for Luke Betts' uh, stag do, okay. LT Summers. Yeah. He's getting married. Can you believe it? I really can't. In
1: actual fact, last time I was in, or the only time I was in Vegas, I think he just met his wife-to-be. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's right. I
0: remember having a chicken sandwich with him, and he was like,
1: oh, I met this girl. I quite like her. <laughs> <laughs> good, good impression.
0: Yeah. Good impression. And it's all come around full circle, and uh, but you weren't there, mate. I wasn't what there. I actually. No, well, well, I, I remember, w- like, so you gave me a f- well hard time about... Uh, uh, when I missed Craig's stag do, yeah, that, that was in Bournemouth. Yeah, with my Bournemouth was it like which three week hour old, three week old child.
1: Yeah. So the point is, I could I could have gone to Vegas, probably put a couple of grand into it, and you say that,
0: but I know a certain villain that often to offered to pay for your trip.
1: No, he offered and generously, he offered to pay airfare, which obviously would have helped. But and I know L.T. L. Summers would
0: have paid for your uh, your hotels. Oh, he never offered that. If, if he, he had, had done, maybe it's <laughs> cool. a lie. It's Talking rubbish. So do you know how much baby milk is? Yeah, I do actually. Exactly. Yeah. So there you go. Oh, well, you could have won some more, couldn't you? So yeah. I'll go. The
1: next time Luke gets married, I'll go to that stag do.
0: Um, that was a bit spiteful, wasn't it? <laughs> it was a joke. I know he listens. I'm kidding. Um. I don't think Kirsty listens. so I don't <laughs> need to worry. You'd be surprised. We have many fans from all genres, all, all walks, or walks of, of life. Yeah, all walks yeah. of life. Because this is like a. This is as much about life as it is professional wrestling, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And sometimes we just discover that professional wrestling is life. Yeah. So there you go. So, uh, yeah, I was in Vegas. Had a good time. Went to the UFC in Vegas as well. That was good. Saw Brock Lesnar. Saw Brock Lesnar. It's almost like he knew, didn't he? He knew. (laughs) He timed it so well. So, So, yeah, I've seen Brock Lesnar fight in Vegas twice before. Right. And this time I just saw him push Daniel Cormier down. But you know what? I'm back in D.C., I want Daniel Cormier to win. Do you?
1: Yeah. Because he's turned his back on the wrestling business, and you're <laughs> yeah, like who
0: is this man? Yeah. Daniel Cormier is everything that Roman Reigns wants to be, man. Is he really?
1: Is he? Is he quite cool, Daniel Cormier?
0: Well, I just really like him. He's just a nice family man. Oh, okay. And like, he's just a real, real person. Mm-hmm. And I feel like uh, that's what that's what's needed to take down Brock Lesnar to have someone cheered against Brock Lesnar. Just a nice man. You okay. watch. Daniel okay. Cormier is going to get cheered. I'll, I'll read the results lovely, on Twitter the following day. Lovely man. So hopefully that fight's going to happen in January. So We're in Vegas. Once, uh, yeah, probably Vegas. Yeah. Once uh, once Brock's got himself uh, you know, through the old... Uh, Isn't the Royal Rumble in Vegas this year? Is it? I don't know. That'd be good, wouldn't it? If we could make a weekend of it. I don't know. Bruce Pritchard always talks on his podcast
1: that they've already got a show booked or something, the same venue, and I, I don't know. I'm probably completely wrong. But anyway... Um, Brock Lesnar, UFC, Vegas. What else have we got? Oh, else I had a wrestling show
0: this week as well. Oh yeah, I've no. not seen it. Was yet, it good? So yeah, <laughs> I don't know. No, but that was a that was an experience. Not being at a show, like I, I feel like uh, I don't know. I Didn't like it. Didn't no. like not being there. But we got through it. So cool. Yeah. Good. Well, we'll watch it later. We'll watch it. Yeah, we feedback, <coughs> and then you can all enjoy it on RPWOnDemand.com we pretend like we were there maybe we can lay some beats over it (laughs) Um, so yeah that's my life okay Um, back in England now by working hard Um, big big summer ahead the summer of independence I saw so that's a that's a new marketing campaign the marketing who came up with that what department oh you did okay I left it to every other department. You should have seen some of the rubbish we got back. Honestly, did you have some really bad ones? Oh, really bad ones, yeah. yeah. I think Dan's sat over there with his notepad. If he could pass the notepad over, maybe we could have a look at some of the names which were come up with. So but like,
1: but they're almost like too creative, because obviously Summer of Independence is pretty simplistic well, well, in like, can I just independent say, wrestling. Well,
0: they they settled between them on the Summer Sizzler Tour. Oh,
1: <laughs> there you go. Okay. A bit like WWF SummerSlam 94 tour. And
0: I, I was like, no, Summer of Independence, I like that. Okay, and who I came like up with that? Me, oh, you did. the concept. So, wow, it's, it's good. But, like, I like the concept of, um, so I want to group my shows up now um, to, it, not as tours as in Monday we're here, Tuesday we're here, Wednesday we're here, but I like to give a bit of identity to this string of shows we're in. So it's almost like each one's a chapter.
1: Yeah, I remember being about 21 in a changing room a wrestling company, I think Brawl, who we, we mentioned before, Brawl, and one of the wrestlers, I don't have the heart to name him, but he came up to me and said, oh, Andy, you interested on in coming on a tour? And I was like, yeah, of course. And he said, right, we've got Saturday in Wolverhampton, we've got the following Saturday in Northampton, we've got the following Saturday in Bridlington. Uh, that's not a tour, is it?
0: It's just every weekend. Yeah, it's yeah. just every weekend. What, what like, are we going to do between the... Uh, yeah. Am I getting paid for these six days off in between? <laughs> like, am I, Or can yeah. I go home? Am I allowed to go home? <laughs> <laughs> so they're not tours per se, but no. it's just an identity. Yeah. Um. So here we go. You tell me if you like any of these. Okay. There's only a few on this list. I don't know what anyone else came up with, but we have Summer Revolution. Awful. Insurgency. In regards to
1: what? I don't know. It was it somebody saw Independence Day too? and was like, insurgents, we'll put... I think it was called insurgents. Anyway, rubbish. Rebellion. I went to that when I was 15. Probably copyrighted by WZO. Got us
0: in all kinds of trouble, given today's climate. Yeah. Just in case rebellion wasn't enough. Summer rebellion. <laughs> Insubordination. Okay. Now this one, I've got no idea where this one came from at all. Summer separation.
1: Okay, is that was that like a, a premonition almost? Uh,
0: We're going our separate so ways.
1: Someone in the office.
0: I <laughs> 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 someone, someone in the office was going to be separating <laughs> with titles like that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh,
0: okay. Fortitude. Yep. And the last one, Summer Resistance. All right, not bad. Resistance was a faction once, right? Was that right? Where Where? Am I making that up? I don't know.
1: Resistance.
0: What in WCW? The Resistance. Know. It seems like a. I don't know. Oh, La Resistance. Oh, La Resistance. La Resistance. Oh, so Dan piped up with it. It was the French guys, right? Because that's obviously where he got it. <laughs> yeah. in the first place. Uh, he was like, oh, you could book Rene Dupree. And he's around. Uh, interesting. I think he wrestled Rene Dupree as well, didn't he? So yeah, he that's did. obviously And beat him. And that's where he got it. Oh, I bet Rene Dupree hated that. Yeah. Do you remember that time he no-sold Terry Frazier in City Yeah. Literally no-sold everything. and uh, yeah. Do you know, because um, y- y- he was up- upset he was losing,
1: do you know Christian Eckstein? Do you know the name of German I know wrestler? the
0: name, I don't know the person. I know the, I know the what he looks like. I know about him. I don't. Okay. Know so he person. had a trial <laughs> so match Christian if you're watching, hi. Yeah. He'd <laughs> like to meet you.
1: He uh, he had a trial match in 2003 and they wanted him in as part of La Resistance. Oh really? Yeah. And then
0: he didn't hear anything back and then Well he no, just he tuned in on TV and was like, "Oh."
1: Well the story is he turned it down because he was making quite a lot of money promoting wrestling shows in Germany at the time.
0: Oh. Yeah, I he regrets that now.
1: Well, probably, yeah, because I don't think he runs. I saw it. I'm, I'm not too too friendly with him, but I was. I did see him a couple of years ago, and I said, "Are you doing much?" He said, uh, "Not a great deal." I think he runs. I don't. Know, I don't want to say he runs four shows, and he'll go. Oh, actually, I run ten. I don't know, but yeah, you got to think. Oh, uh, you know, when those runs come
0: up, well, he, when could, have opportunity been, he comes could have done and done a tour as the, the he could have done the Summer Resistance tour. <laughs> yeah, couldn't he? Yeah. So. Yeah. So there you go. Um, yeah. What about you, Andy? What have you been up to? Um, I got bollocked by my mother-in-law yesterday. Uh, that's good, because that's a topic that we're going to come on to. <laughs> is not, actually, not mothers-in-law, yeah. but just no. getting told off no. in general.
1: Um, Literally, Uh, I let her say her piece. I then didn't reply. I just went into the room next door, into the living room, where my 10-month-old baby was, and I said, Poppy, Daddy's going to go home now before he loses his temper. And then I very, look up. Very mature of you. Yeah. And because uh, I thought, well, she's not going to repeat what I say. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I turn around and my father in law stood right there. So I was like, all right. <laughs> and then I just kind of said my goodbyes and left. But yeah. yeah, that was yesterday. Um, I'm sure I've been doing all sorts. But again, I've forgotten. So unless you can remind me.
0: Well, I wasn't there, was I? So it's, it's going to be a struggle for me to remind you what you got up to.
1: No. No. Anyway, it must have been great.
0: F- I'm sure it was. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, this this week, uh so maybe if you remember halfway through you can come back I and will, let us know Yeah. what you did. Yeah. But it must have been very fulfilling.
1: I was just missing missing feeling how I was missing out on all the photos from Vegas.
0: You you were? Mm. Yeah. Um so uh, yeah, this week we're going to talk about getting told off, or well, more specifically, you getting told off. Really, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, we were trying so, to come
1: up with examples, weren't we? And you're yeah. just too scared to. Well, no, I'm trying to think of times any. when
0: I I got proper told off, like in, within the confines of wrestling. Yeah. Um, and like the only time I can really think of is a time when Alex Shane called me out up and told me off for making a joke about the rise and fall of FWA, which is quite.
1: Which we, we you, was, you jokingly said I'm going to do a documentary. Yeah, I, okay.
0: because like, so. To put it in context, I think at the time we'd just done. So I want to say, did Dan Reed do a show in Sudbury, which was terrible? What, attended or? Yeah. Possibly. And like, I want to say there was like, um, there was like angles on this show, which was just like ridiculous. There was like literally no one there. And like, there were the angles which were laid out on the show. I remember Greg, who was a booker at the time, who took over the Poison Chalice, as we've you know we've stated before. Um, he was at the curtain getting excited about some of the angles which had come off. Okay. And like, we well,
1: <coughs> use the term "come off" as if
0: like they were successful. Well, yeah, so or they that, got over. So, 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 so when I say that, like, it's almost like his vision coming to life, but unfortunately, it was coming into life in front of absolutely nobody. So, mm-hmm. and people who just, don't care. Like. Yeah. So, 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 uh, so I kind of made the gag about. You Know having seen FWA where it was to where it is now, uh, and I think we were big into so at the time we were big into our wrestling documentaries, like the was it the four horsemen of ECW? Yeah, but there was, yeah, so that's what I'm referring yeah. to, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But like what I'm saying is, like, we were big into our documentaries, like the Four Horsemen documentary on the Ric Flair DVD. Yeah, we used to be able to quote word for word. Um, it was an extra, wasn't yeah, it was it? an extra, it was yeah, an extra, the, and they were uh, talking, uh, yeah.
1: And Tully Blanchard, I think, says this line, he just goes. He 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 sets the scene and he says, um, basically, what it you know, if I bought a house, uh, Rick brought a bigger house. If I brought a watch, Rick brought a diamond watch and all that kind of thing. And he just says, basically, what it was was whoever dies with the most wins.
0: That's was, the one. Was kind of the line, wasn't yeah. it? But they didn't call them watches. I think they called them timepieces. Time yeah. yeah. That's 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 we that used that for a while, for didn't it? it? Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know how life could have been any grander. That's right. That's as the as line. Well. Yeah. You might think this is embellishment but I can promise you, it is not. It is not,
1: yeah. So, so, uh, so yeah, so we're so, watching so, loads so, of WWE documentaries. <laughs> yeah. we?
0: And obviously, the rise and fall of ECW was a big favourite, especially because of, at the time, I guess we all like to think of ourselves as being a part of our own little ECW, be it FWA, be it IPW, whatever. We always used to... You could compare you the know. two, couldn't you, on some sort of level, um, yeah. So, uh, and I used to be able to quote, you know, the documentary again, pretty much verbatim, and Paul Heyman's big speech at the end. Yeah, shall I attempt it? You,
1: I remember you used to love the. You loved the speech Paul Heyman did right at the very end of the documentary. Yeah. Oh okay. Oh, I thought you meant maybe they did the invasion angle, didn't they? And he did a promo. On oh, that speak. was a good. That was a good one. Yeah. yeah. I and
0: mean, he's like, I can't remember it. What he says <laughs> I can't remember either. But I remember you used to always go on about. You though. took your father's money and bought a plane with WWE on the side of it, or whatever. Yeah. Um. But no, it was a. It was this one. I'm gonna attempt to say it. Okay. Off this is top of my head. No not watched, no, it, in not watched it in a couple of days. Not watched it in at least twenty four hours. Um, so his was You cannot achieve success without the risk of failure. And you cannot achieve success if you fear failure. I've lost it.
1: Okay. <laughs> so judging from that quote, what you've just quoted is essentially and I don't know the timeline. This is the way I live my life now. <laughs> no. I I don't know about the timeline as to who said it first but that's very very similar narrative to something Arnold Schwarzenegger preaches his oh, six really? his six rules to success I think it is it's on my iPod like I
0: listen to every workout but but if you don't fear failure man you've got a chance to succeed yeah yeah it's basically what arnold <laughs> says. And he says like a you know sometimes the sometimes the most fun part about trying is failing because then you can pick yourself up Lick your wounds, and say, "Here I am, world, ready to go, and not looking forward to getting my ass kicked like I did yesterday." And that just makes me a little bit more dangerous. Yeah. Something like that. I want to watch the documentary now. Yeah. So, uh, Rise and Fall of ECW. I'm sure it's on the WWE it network. It is. Yeah, I'm sure it's 9.99. Yeah. And they say I don't do anything for them. They <laughs> say I'm a threat. <laughs> yeah, they say, <laughs> yeah, they say you're a problem, and I'm not. Uh, no. I'm not. I'm a big fat... I'm sat here in my WrestleMania shirt today. That's actually. So point. Yeah. So that's I'm wearing, like, and I'm wearing my tap-out shorts. So, so big supporters of uh, yeah, WWE yeah. brands. i
1: only bought that because it was next to a WWE sign in Dallas. Wasn't yeah, it? but
0: we got JC JCPenney's, wasn't it? Yeah. Do you not remember all the adverts we were playing at yeah. the time when we yeah, yeah. JCPenney's? Like, we've got to go there before we go yeah. home. So, anyway... Uh So, so I I was watching those documentaries. Yeah. And and, and we, were, we were big into them at the time, and that's all we joked about. And like our our car journeys probably consisted mainly of uh, just reciting these lines <laughs> from documentaries. But we
1: just like you know you hear in interviews like Shaw Michaels. And again, I'm not comparing myself to Shaw Michaels. Okay, for anyone. I think to he just you. did for anyone keeping. No, note, I'm but. saying that they, all they talked about was wrestling. Like you know, like the, the click. Well, that's what you were just they say, d- isn't
0: it? Because like the only things that you had in common were wrestling and girls. Yeah. So that's what used to get talked about a lot.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. And you're not allowed to talk about girls anymore. No. So. So you it, just it, talked, about, talked wrestling. about wrestling. So. Um, so obviously, the difference I think, but the the conversation or the difference in the cars would be Shaw Michaels and Kevin Nash and the the company he kept was they were talking about specific business to you know, oh I'd do this and oh, then book a good, the territory. Good well. house
0: in uh yeah. Dallas tonight. Yeah. You and know, but maybe just we talking. could pop this territory by doing yeah. this and but, but with just us <laughs> <laughs> we just we said, Oh, did you see Raw this week? Yeah. Is it good? Oh, Brilliant yeah. Brilliant. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we still talk about wrestling. Um yeah, that was all we talked about was wrestling. So we'd always, we, you know, we all watch the same stuff. And but, but when you got in a room with a wrestler who's, keep in mind, we we're in our early twenties. If you're in a room with a wrestler over, uh, if you're in a room with a wrestler over the age of thirty, I've not seen it, mate. I Don't know. Mm. <laughs> no, raw. Mm, yeah,
0: I think I watched that when I was ten. Yeah, so yeah. that was the difference. Raw. That's why I like my stakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. um. So yeah. So we were reciting those, and I just made the offhanded comment about. I can't wait to make... Because we were... like, all laughing about it. And, like, we were saying, like, I can't wait to make the rise and fall of FWA. And then I think it went on to then discussing about all the different roles we'd have. And, like, we could have had you as a butler and then how you became un-the-butler and how it'd be really funny and yeah. how that could be pinpointed as one of the falling points. And, obviously, Coventry Sky Dome, and all these points that we could have used for it as the rise and fall of FWA. Um, and it was just all... it was all a gag. It was all a joke. It wasn't serious. It was just like, ha, 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 ha. And I made that comment. And, uh, unfortunately... Someone with loose lips was in the car, weren't they? Who was that? It was you. <laughs> <laughs> you grassed me up. Yeah, I didn't grass you, you up. Gra- I said people. to you before we started recording. I said I didn't phone Alex. I'm going. Oh, you never, you
1: never guess what? He I think did, I, we were just talking, and I said, "Oh, Corden said about <laughs> making a documentary," and yeah, I'm too, I can't remember what I said to Alex. He was, he
0: was quite inconsequential. I can remember the point. phone call getting told off though. Yeah. Yeah, I was very much told off. And to be fair, Alex had a very good point, because he was, he, like, but I was just like, it was just a joke. Like, it was literally, like, but I think in his head, he thought I was actually going to make one. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, but I was joking. It was all a joke. And, uh, yeah, but he made a good point, because he he basically said, like, when, uh, you know, when you work, you, you dedicate your whole life to something. And you really believe in something, and it's not going the way you want it to go, and you're still, but you still believe, and are still trying to claw it back. It's not very nice to hear that people who work for you are making gags about yeah. it failing, which is a hundred percent true, really. But I was a, uh, you know, I was very immature at the time, so I don't know. If immature's the word. It's just I. I
1: well, no, okay. like to say immature makes you sound like thoughtless or oh, no, careless. Oh uh, no, yeah, yeah, it's yeah just sorry. Like,
0: um, yeah, no, I guess not immature. I guess like a, but I was just like, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't make those gags now. No, around you because I knew you'd know you'd grass me up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that was the only—that's the only real time I think I've been told off. Like, I'm sure I think of more. Oh, I bet you've been told off a lot so of the times. We'll kickstart. But as I said to you though, because I've been in a position for the majority of my wrestling life mm. is a, almost in a position of power. You're the king, Andy. Thanks. You're the king of independent I mean, professional that, wrestling. So we've got that soundbite now. <laughs> so. If anyone wants to make something out of that, <laughs> and he's finally admitted it. Someone said to me the other day, and this is true.
1: Someone said to me, "I really want to work for RevPro because I feel they're the last genuinely independent promotion in in the country making noise."
0: Yeah, we are.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't tell you that till now.
0: Oh, that's nice. Yeah, summer of independence. Mm. Be there. <laughs> <laughs> that's good marketing, eh? Yeah. And we're going to make a lot of noise. Mm. Until WWE car <laughs> off.
1: WWE offer you half a million,
0: you'll be like, all right, then. No, that's not enough. We've no. discussed that many times before, not enough. No, so, okay. yeah. So, anyone who might have been like, oh, that any sounds good like If anyone from WWE
1: is listening, uh, Andy would take the head booker's job in a heartbeat, I can assure you that.
0: No. No. You're going to have to pay me a lot of money because, as I've said before.
1: Let's not create any more enemies, let's just move on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. Um right, so, so we're talking about telling off. So but that was your what I was doing I was, doing no, there was, I was working towards off. another telling off. Oh, wait, <laughs> so when we had a No, because if I can if I can upset enough people. Oh, okay. If you if can can people, I can get another I get a phone call. Part 2 of telling off. NDAs. Yeah. Man. Yeah. No, there's no. Uh anyway. M- NDA. NDA. What's that? A non-disclosure agreement. Oh, okay, okay.
1: Right. Um okay, so so this this subject That was a joke again just to reiterate. <laughs> So this, so this week's topic, um, we we laughed about last week how you got told off by Mark Sloan for being late. Well, um, yeah,
0: because of you again. So and
1: it, and it reminded me of all the times I've been told off by Mark Sloan. Um, and and I'm, I'll start with this one where I can remember. I don't. Know, I don't want
0: Can I? Can I point out as well? This isn't just a Andy gets told off by Mark Sloan. No, episode. it isn't. No, no, no. You no, get uh, told off by many more people oh, than just Mark. Loads so. of
1: people. Um, okay, so there was a time when, and I don't think Mark uh, Mark probably doesn't even remember. But he really doesn't listen anyway, or he at least pretends
0: he doesn't listen, so he can't get angry no. <laughs> at these stories being told.
1: So, Mark, it was uh, 2001 at Harrow High School. And that was the first FWA show I went through. Yeah, it might have been. It was High School Hell, or. Yep, that's the one. But there was another one there a couple of months later, which had a similar title, I think. Back to school back, th- to school. back to school. High School Hell
0: was the second one. That's when I went. to. Yeah.
1: So so back to school. I think it was like September and it was high school at hell. School. Yeah. Right. Yeah. was quite creative, really. So anyway, um, I'm I'm very new to pro wrestling. I think it had about four matches. It was my first full year as a you know quotation marks wrestler. And uh, a young man called
0: Max Voltage was there. I was in Las Vegas with Max this past week. Yeah, I know. Mm. You told me we were the Vegas nice boys. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So I've heard. Um, and so Max was a big fan of Jodie Fleisch. So Jodie Fleisch, I think, was probably early 20s at the time. And Max was a young kid, probably 13, 14. But he was like exceptionally talented, athletic, like very precise. And um, a story I always like to tell about Max is he was down to like the final five of being Harry Potter through the casting selection, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, you're nodding your head. People can't hear you nod your head. I'm sorry. Head.
0: Yes. Max was in line to become Harry Potter. He
1: was he was I'm sure he was one of the final 5 or something. I'm or sure
0: that. he was literally like the la- It was between him and Daniel Radcliffe. Well, why
1: do you think he was they decided against him because he was a bit too old. He was he was sort of that a couple of years too old, I think. So anyway, um Mark at the end of the show Mark introduced um Max to Jodie Fleisch and he said but the thing is, Mark was laying on like really thick, and keep in mind Max was still a young teenager, and Mark was saying, "This guy, he like he worships you, you know. He thinks you're the best wrestler ever, you know. Like he, I don't know if he said this, but like you know, he kissed the ground you walked on, you know. Like I can't remember the verbiage, but he was really laying on thick. Max used to
0: have his hair like Jody as well, didn't he? Yeah, the little, the little the, spikes, the, the, little, the
1: spikes with yeah. the little blonde tips and stuff. Yeah. So anyway, I could just tell, and again, I'm still a, I'm sort of like a late teenager. Uh, I could just tell Max was getting really embarrassed. Okay, and um and then max replied with so so they'd met that was it and then max said cuz he was embarrassed and he was young he just went to Mark. he didn't know what to say like cuz he was like said his hellos and like he, and he went max just went <laughs> <laughs> max went up your up your ass <laughs> like <that>. <laughs> what <laughs> Up your ass, right? <laughs> but like he didn't know I think he didn't really know what to say. Up your ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To Mark. <laughs> not to Jody, to Mark. Oh. Be- because Mark Mark had like really like embarrassed him. Uh. Are you following? Yeah, but he's up your ass. I, like, I don't know, like he could have gone. Is that a bumpy, FU? Is that a bumpy thing or something? Maybe, I don't know, maybe he could have gone FU. <laughs> up your ass, mate. <laughs> 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 yeah. well, I stood right there and uh and then Mark went mental, like at max, right? And he goes, You've embarrassed yourself. You've embarrassed me. <laughs> I was trying to say good things about you to Jodie, and you've gone and uh, sworn at me in front of Jodie, right? And then Mark sort of done his brief dressing down of poor little Max. And Mark turns around, and I just went to Max, put a hand on his shoulder. Oh, listen, mate, don't worry about it because he was embarrassed, you know. He knew he'd embarrassed himself. Next thing I know, I've got Mark's hand round my <laughs> scruff of my neck. <laughs> Don't you ever say that, man. You know, <clears throat> like killing me almost and pushing me up against the ring. <laughs> Don't you ever say that. You know, but it kind—it of, really did teach me a lesson because it taught me that whole sort of respect your elders, you know. Like Because Mark had just been sort of embarrassed by Max. And then there was me going... Don't worry about it, Max. <laughs> but you were just trying to be nice to Max. Yeah, right? I was trying to calm like Max down because Max was obviously really embarrassed. And so yeah, so that was the fu- <coughs> that was the first time Mark had me by the scruff of the neck. Anyway, which w- <laughs> we'll get to the second but time. maybe. the last. Yeah, not the certainly not the last. Um, yeah, so that was my fir- I think that was my first real telling off of actually learning the um, almost like the hierarchy of professional wrestling. And 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 I don't know because I've never been in the services. But a, a, a lad who used to come training called Joe. He was. He was a marine, and he said it seems to be a lawful lot like the services that even if you sort of don't like someone, but if they've been around longer than you have, you have to re- you know you have to give them like the utmost respect and attention. So um, and again, I didn't say it like that. I'm not you know if anyone from the army is going, yeah right. That's what I was told. Okay. So uh, so yeah, that was the first time I was bollocked by Mark. But the big one I want to tell the story of, and it was quite. F- it was a few years ago now, but. It was the time I got into a humongous shouting match with a very high up executive at the British Broadcasting Corporation, the Comedy BBC, known as BBC. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the BBC. So um, this came up on my um, timeline. It's happening three years ago this week. So I get a phone call from Steve Linsky, and he says, as per normal, Linsky's got his fingers in every single pie possible. Hence, you know, hence why we've just seen him announce for World of Sport Wrestling and whatnot. So Linsky calls me up and he says, "Andy, I need a wrestling ring for a promotional piece done by the Lucha Wrestling. I don't know if they had a had a name. Did they have a name? Obviously, it wasn't Lucha Forever um, or something, but
0: It was something like that. It was it. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't remember what it was called, but yeah. So they're running the Royal Albert Hall. And it, it was and like to put it into context, it was like a. It was essentially like a summer thing, um, which was I think funded as well in part by like a arts cultural. Do you know what I mean? Like, was it, yeah, yeah, like, uh, which is is, and like, they got on like, uh, and they obviously, as you say, they got on BBC and stuff, like, um, which is on the one show, which is quite a huge deal. Yeah, I, was, I still always look at stuff like that, and I'm like, how do these guys? And the way they got into Albert Hall as well was because it was like culturally relevant, I guess, like mm-hmm. because it's another culture, like Lucha Libre. Yeah. Um, when I was, and I said, like, look at us, like toiling away on this British wrestling thing and these people can <laughs> just turn up and yeah. like oh we'll we'll do a 10 minute yeah. piece on the one
1: show and yeah, yeah. so 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 it's a promotional piece like you say on the one show that was hosted by chris evans at the time um and i saw this photograph of me my wife and chris evans and i was like oh i've kind of forgot all about that so the story goes lindsey calls me up he says i need a ring we do it for pra- for, for consumers for the bbc we can't do it for next to nothing really okay and he said budget's tight but c- can we do it so I said, "All right, I guess I'll have a day out at the BBC. I'll recruit one of the young lads from the Russian school to come up." and, and You get could had hand.
0: another lifter as well, but you took your wife because you're probably in like her bad books at the time. Probably, and right? I
1: knew I knew there'd be a few celebs to schmooze with. Show off. Yeah, I was like, "Look who I hang out with on a this every four year basis." You know, this is just
0: a <laughs> Thursday night for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: so, so we go up to London. I drive the van up there. I've got my mate Ben with me and my wife Lindsay. Uh, uh, about a year before she was my wife, but anyway, we're driving up. We go up there. We we arrive at the BBC studios and they say, OK, guys, um, you're going to be setting the ring up here on the court. I guess it's like a courtyard. I guess it's all like outside the... um. If you see where they normally do all the outside location stuff on the one show, it's exactly there. Like I think they've had ice rinks there and they've had singers there and stuff like that. And actually, it looks massive on the uh, telly. It's not very big at all. So anyway... Uh, we start unloading the ring. My wife is a complete weed. She was no help. <laughs> she was no help whatsoever. Uh, so, so me and Ben are essentially doing all the heavy lifting. And we start unloading the ring. And I've met, I've met my kind of uh, liaison. Is that the right? Would that yeah, be the right? Why not? Yeah. The guy who's kind of like running Your it. Your family liaison officer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the guy who's running it while before the show starts, he's kind of making sure everything's okay. So I'm unloading the ring. Uh, we must have been doing it 10 minutes or so. And all of a sudden, like, this this face, this man's face was his just face in... face appeared. It did. But I wish I could kind of photograph it. And his face just appeared in my face. And without saying a word, he said, wear your steel toe cap boots. And uh, it was literally one of those moments where I'm like, uh, I'm pulling this bewildered face now, but obviously you can't see it, but because I'm trying to recreate it in my head. And I was like, uh, Sorry? why have you not got steel toe cap boots on? And I said, well, I don't have any. And he said, well, you can't work here. And I said, well, do you want to tell them, do you want to tell the organizers that then? Because, like, it was, it, and I would have handled the situation a lot better had he not come in at a hundred degrees. Come do in I, and said hello. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah excuse me, young man.
0: There's um, a lot of people that I've encountered that are kind of like this, who just kind of, they almost, they spend their life being on a power trip. Right. And
1: yeah. So, uh, so so but he wouldn't relent. He he was constantly saying to me, um, Well, you can't work here if you haven't got any steel toe cap boots. So I said, well, What do you want me to do? Take the ring down because it, it's gonna be it's well, You're not what I mean? to take it down now, mate, because you've <laughs> you not got, <laughs> got your boots yeah, on. I've so got so all like my boots on. the ring's just gonna have to
0: stay here forever. <laughs>
1: yeah, maybe that was it. So um so I go and approach approach my mate for the day and I said, Excuse me, this bloke here, he's, he's really going off at me saying I haven't got your steel toe cap boots. And he, he kinda of dismissed it, said, Oh don't worry about didn't it. didn't realise who it was. Maybe not. So um so I go back to this guy and I said, well, he said, I don't need to sell coca boots. And they said, my name and for life of me, I want to say his name is Richard Parry. Okay. And, uh, and who I then looked up on Google or LinkedIn or something. He's kind of like one of these BBC types. And, um,
0: one of these BBC. Types. Well, like he's
1: like I don't want to say he was like a high up executive because I can't confirm it, but like he was an office worker at the BBC. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't the uh, the chef in the kitchen. You know, he was uh, he was a, he was a re- the real, one of the real deals. I reckon. Are you looking him up now? Yeah. Okay. I, w- I think his name is Richard Parry. So anyway, he starts shouting at me, and now I think, well, I'm not going to stand for this because a I'm not getting paid enough money to sit here and get shouted at, and I'm am t- I'm, I'm tired. I've left early, and I'm not letting you embarrass me in front of my wife. Okay. So I start shouting at him, saying, um, you know, if you want to go get me some steel toe cap boots, you go get me some steel toe cap boots. And he said, well, it's not my job. It's your job to get steel coke. No, no, it's not him. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. And he just pulled a picture up on Google. And it's annoying because actually while we're shouting at each other, I um I pulled my phone out to take a picture of him. Uh, I, I don't really know why. Maybe just to take a picture of his name pass, so I could remember his name for moments like this. Um. And uh, and anyway, uh, look up um, BBC executive or BBC employee Richard Parry. Well, he
0: was a BBC employee. He's a director.
1: Yeah, no, it's not him. He was, I was, he was an office guy. He was like the BBC equivalent of Pat Patterson, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so I'm shouting at this guy, and uh, and in the in the end, he ends up storming off. So I th- I was so mad. We created such a scene, and we created such an audience. Uh, me and this man oh he's in his 60s as well right <laughs> so like so you're picking another fair fight well, well I'm trying not to like I'm trying to sort of leave it and just say can you please just let me get on with my work so in the end this guy let's call him I won't call him anything so I'll, I'll forget but uh my liaison officer came over to me and said oh listen Andy he said let's just get you all some steel toe cap boots and be done with it and I said sod it no I said unless I have an apology that ring's coming down and I'm going home. And he said, he said, oh, well, I can't do that. I don't have the authorisation. I said, well, I suggest you do it because the money I'm getting paid is not worth my time um, to be spoken to like that.
0: So for anyone wondering why there's no wrestling show on BBC. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: so, so this guy, this poor lad now, is I shouldn't have taken it out on him but I was just absolutely fuming. And you knew he
0: didn't have any authority so you could throw your weight around a bit.
1: No, not really. he did have authority. He certainly had, Yeah, you sort of a BBC employee. And uh, so I'm saying, unless I get an apology, this ring's coming down, and, uh, which wasn't even built either at this point. So it was taking us five minutes to get the ring in the back of the van. So he said, I can't do that, I can't do that. And he's sort of like, I wouldn't say he was like begging me, but like, he's like, please, we really need to get this up. This is part of tonight's show. I said, no, I'm not doing it. And he said, he said oh, what if I get you some steel toe cap boots? And I was like, that's not the point. Like, who does this guy think? That was always my point was, who does this man think he is to just come over and start roaring at me um you know again if the if the um delivery was 100 times better and politely asked me oh do you not think you should be wearing some still toe gap boots uh no no, no it's not was still, Parry. Trying, to, we're we're still trying, trying to find him <laughs> so it's uh, it's unfortunate actually because on my phone I did have that picture of him with uh, his name badge with his name badge so um but nevertheless my hard drive died in december and I lost it um so so in the end I kind of relent because I think well I don't really want to mess this poor lad around and uh and I go off, and they bring back three pairs. they take our shoe size, and they bring back three pairs of steel toe cap boots, which i don't know if I'm proud to say this or not i don't think I've worn them since that day, <laughs> so they they've sat in the back of the van for three years. And um, Lindsay got herself a nice pair didn't yeah pair. I love her she wears pair. around the house <laughs> she, that's when she when she kicks me in that's what she uses <laughs> <laughs> and um and and something must have prompted it, because uh, and this lad came up to me and he said, Andy, I've got Richard on the phone. <laughs> and, and he goes, and so I said, all right, Richard. And he goes, hello, what exactly do you want from me? And I said, Richard, is uh, definitely Richard, because I remember that. He goes, I said, Richard, I want an apology or this ring's coming down right now.
0: Isn't it funny how when you get angry at someone, you call them by their first name a lot. So you'd be like, Andrew? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you probably didn't even know my name. So. Andrew, <laughs> you're not listening to me. <laughs> yeah. Andrew. It's like getting
1: told off by your mum. And uh, and I said unless that ring comes yeah, unless I get an apology from you, Richard, that ring is coming down right now. And I said I've been a wrestler for over fifteen years. I've never once been. You, spoken said, you've,
0: to you said you've worked for Vince McMahon. As that's well. right, said, I did. And you yeah, made yeah. Up that, didn't you? Make up that you put the ring up for Vince McMahon. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, I said I've worked for the very highest people in this wrestling business um, at, uh, at some of the biggest venues in the world, and not once has anyone spoken to me the way you've just spoken to me just now. And he said, Well, Andrew, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like that. And I was like, not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> and I just went, that's all I wanted. And that was it. And
0: I hung up the phone and I called him. But you were a bit of a cult hero after that, right? Because that guy was a notorious knob. I think I think
1: the word had trickled down that, yeah, that's kind of the... No one was surprised he'd done it. I don't know if he'd done that kind of thing before to her sort of outsider. He probably just thought I was one of the BBC divs. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, why aren't you wearing your steel toe cap boots? But he'd got too far... He'd got too far involved (laughs) to back down. Once I said, I'm I'm an independent worker, mate. I'll take this home right now and you'll be up... You'll be stuffed. And then uh, I think... And I want to say, I childishly... And again, I don't know if I should admit this too... Before I hung up, I called him the worst word you could call him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And like, you know, when you (laughs) kind of pull the phone away and you say that word that... all mums in the world hate. (laughs) And then I hung up the phone. But you know me, I'm pretty passive. So it takes a lot for me... To yeah, get sh- showing <laughs> off in front of your wife. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. I don't know who else was around at the time. I know Jenny Frost from The Top Kitten was probably there as well. I don't know who was there. Um, but uh, it takes a lot for me to lose my temper, properly lose my temper. And the two people really good at it were Richard Parry and my mother-in-law. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so... And fair play to Richard because what I wanted to point out as well. Oh, could, can I also just just that just reminds me of another story as well and yeah. just a sub story before we get back to this. Cause I, I want to play this YouTube video um, to say yeah, why this Richard is, is so upset. Yeah, but this like, is important, I, I think. So, yeah, but I uh, just the it, just while I think about it in terms of someone saying something on the phone. So you used the. the The C-bomb? It was, yeah. (laughs) Unbelievable. Yeah, and I don't use that often. (laughs) Right, so So I was speaking to someone, and this was around the time, it was one of the York Hall shows, because when I used to deal with the ticketing myself, um, and he'd ordered, I can't remember what it was, like, something like he'd ordered, like, maybe three tickets to the show, um, and wanted another ticket, but obviously because the seat is allocated, I said to the guy, like, listen, the only way I can deal with the seats is by... Um, I said, you can have, I can separate them two and two, or you can have the four seats together like you want, but I'm going to have to move you back. And he's like, well, that's not fair because I got my tickets early. I'm in the like, fifth row or whatever, and you're trying to move me back to the eighth row. And I was like, well, there's nothing I can do because the seats are allocated. So I can put one ticket in that eight row, or we can split them up two and two or we can move all four back. So you're trying to do him whatever. a favor. I'm trying to help him out the best yeah. I can. Which you'd never be able to do these days. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, again, it's, it's one of those things where I get people all the time who uh, ask me, re- un- ask, let's say, unreasonable requests. Well, I always try to go above and beyond with customer services. But at the end of the day, I always have to think, and I, I use this advice, like, if you're going to watch WWE, would WWE do that for you? Yeah, sure. <laughs> and... If the answer's no, probably yeah. don't ask. No. But I always will go above and beyond and try and do whatever I can to help out. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so I was trying to help this guy out. Um and like I say, that was in the days when I dealt with tickets as well. So I was dealing with like a hundred and one things and obviously as we spoke around the podcast, I try to, you know, have other people do stuff now and try not to put the burden of everything on myself to then hopefully enable us to grow elsewhere. And anyway, when I got off the phone to this guy, he was like he said something like all right, thanks. And then, he went, as he hung up the phone, he went, "Twat," right, well, and hung up. And I heard, obviously heard it. So I called him up. <laughs> I called him back, yeah. and I was like, "I just heard that." And he's like, "What? What?" So I just heard you call me a twat, right? I said, like, "All I've tried to do is help you out." And I think I probably used the line of, you wouldn't get this if you went to WWE. You wouldn't get someone trying to help you out like this if you went there. Yeah. Right? All I've tried to do is help you. Right? I said, I don't have to let you come to this show. And in fact, I'm not going to. So I'm going to refund your tickets. (laughs) Really? Don't come. Uh huh. Right? And he's like, oh, oh, oh. I'm like, sorry, mate. You know, like I don't think you appreciate the hard work that I put into making it. Like because again, I took it very personally because I was so invested into yeah. what I was doing. And now I'm sending the story back now, and I'm like, that was a bit far, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but then like, uh, yeah, yeah, I refunded That'd the be guy. You're the time you cross, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I refunded the guy, and uh, yeah, then he texts me an apology. <laughs> Did he? Did let yeah. he come in then? Nah. Did he not? Well, he might have come, but yeah, we'd have to have bought tickets separately. And yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, but the tickets, that, the tickets that he had were suddenly yeah. rescinded. He didn't have those sweet fifth rows, did no, he? he did no. no, he did not. No, he did not. Okay. Um, there you
1: go. Just don't, you know, just especially especially when people are trying to help you out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. Just don't be, you know.
0: Yeah. Don't be horrible. Yeah. But that makes me Simular. think like you probably shouldn't have used that C-bomb as you hung up. Maybe not. Because he could have co- called back, <gasps> right yeah. out of my studio. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, 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 so that was the end of it. I got the, you
0: know, I was proud to say I got the final word. But what I'm going to say is fair play to to Richard because BBC are very health and safety safety conscious, right? And the main reason they're so health and safety conscious is uh, is because of a little known incident. Um, I probably made headlines which, at the time. Well, yeah, and I'm sure it actually, I'm sure it actually wasn't little known. How many views? have <laughs> it involved Bobby. that got over half a million. Yeah, uh, and this is just one video of it. Um, and uh, this is from a BBC safety video that they put out, and they call this the Bobby, I believe. Okay. Uh, this particular incident. Um, so we're just going to play the audio. Let's here. set the scene. We've got Chief Ke- Keith Chegwin. Cheggers. Um, RIP. Jim, Jim Bowen. Jim Bowen. RIP. And uh, Lionel Blair. He's, he's still alive? He's, pu- he's still alive and ticking. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, I bet he is. Yeah. And. Uh, and we've got. We've got Bobby Davro in some stocks. Yeah. And he's quite high up. <laughs> So
1: it's called In the Stocks Bab- Bobby Davro's Face Plant Almost Kills Him. I recommend you
0: look this up on YouTube. but yeah. Anyway, listen to the audio. Pants have come down. <laughs> 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 oh <my God. laughs> Oh, oh my god. Ah! Oh, Jesus! So, stop, 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 don't do a thing! Don't do a thing! <laughs> so, um, so, okay. So, uh, and again, just just in case you didn't hear that, we're gonna. do <laughs> <laughs> a thing! Jesus, stop, stop, stop! Oh, Bobby! That's bit... Oh, Bobby! Oh, Bobby, Jesus, don't do a thing! Don't do a thing! So, um,.
1: I mean part part of me I guess three years on, I'm almost grateful he cared that much, Richard, I mean well, these he the, cared about these my are toes. Yeah, the,
0: uh, these are the, the things that have come up. Last minute, good idea. That's an example of that. And is that him being in the stocks or is that them pulling the trousers down? I don't know what they're referring to to that.
1: Well I think the trousers didn't really have a lot to do with it. Did it um, it, it just added the pillory to it.
0: purchased by the pop bright prop buyer? Uh pillory assembled incorrectly hillary should have been designed as part of the overall production set.
1: Uh, so not just like a bit of an add-on. Yeah. Okay. So that
0: might be what Richard was thinking about your uh, mm. your wrestling ring. And the last thing he wanted was you dropping a, a piece of steel on your foot. And suing the BBC over it. And suing it. the BBC. But yes. he knows we're professionals, man. That's
1: it. We've <laughs> not done it yet. Oh, wait. Right. There's a time I did drop a piece of wrestling ring. And I got another telling off.
0: Go on. Shall I tell that story?
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. So... <laughs> So, okay, so we're going to move on from Richard now. So I've told that story public now, Richard, if you're listening, which you obviously are. <laughs> um, I well, he's held a grudge of <laughs> you ever since and he's been keeping tabs on what you do. Yeah, I, um, I accept your apology and I apologize, in turn, I apologize to
0: you for calling you that god-awful word. And you still pay your TV license money, so there yeah, you go. So Richard wins, quid in your pocket, Richard, Richard. Richard wins overall. <laughs> So, uh,
1: so yeah, I am very professional, and this has not happened before or since, so we were on the holiday camps about two or three years ago, and uh, no, it wasn't longer than that, Probably about five or six years ago now. Statue of Limitations has definitely passed. Let's say nine years <laughs> ago. And uh, and we're setting the ring up, and I remember I was actually in the van, so I'm not going to sit there and go, oh, it wasn't my fault, because it was my responsibility, because it was our ring. It's probably your fault, because you couldn't be asked to help. Yeah, I was probably just hiding. And all of a sudden, I hear, Andy, oh my God, Andy, oh my God, Uh the ring post has just fallen I over. I thought you were going to say Bobby Davro. <laughs> oh, <Bobby. laughs> oh, Andy. Um, and uh, and one of the ring posts has fallen over and put like a big crack in the floor. And they said, What do we do? What do we do? And stupidly, I said, Oh, let's hey. just get the ring up and not worry about it. Like, Almost like we'll tell someone after the show because we didn't want them to cancel the show. Um, you know if they decided they wanted to incriminate us so I said "Well, will tell someone after the show so we take the, so we do the show we take the ring down we're on our way and I don't know if I didn't help or I, you know it's easy for me to say oh I think I forgot like um, it wasn't like I knew we could hide from it so anyway about a week or two later I get a phone call from Brian Dixon who's just normally just called me once a week to say how's the run going it wasn't my run but it was his it was my ring so he wanted and,
0: and you were a spy as well
1: no because I got in trouble <laughs> Because he says to me, Oh, um and I want to do the impression Go but on. I kinda of feel it's unfair. Come on. So he says, Andy, he says, uh, so I've I've heard that the, the ring there was a the, the ring fell over and uh, and there's a hole in the floor and I'd actually sort of forgotten about it, like put it to my back of my mind. So I was I was I was almost taken aback by the question. I said, Oh uh I don't think so, but not as far as I guess. Well, that's not what I've heard. I've heard you knew everything all about it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, maybe. And, uh, and of course, I had to come clean. Because, but I, not that I tried to hide it from him. I had genuinely sort of forgotten it had happened. And, um, of course, I had to deal with the consequences there. And then he kind of calmed down. Like, I got the biggest tongue lashing I'd ever got from a man who <laughs> I don't really know. Do you know like when Mark told me off, I knew him. Obviously, I didn't know Richard, but, you know, uh yeah, It was well, like, like having a real boss, I've and never and had and a...
0: And this telling off was entirely justified. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, it was really. And uh, I've never had like a real boss, essentially, but Brian was running these camps and he needed good, reliable, responsible people. So anyway, I had to kind of come clean and said, yeah, actually, Brian did know about it, but to be honest, I'd forgotten about it. And then eventually he kind of calmed down. He did say, listen, he said, uh, you know, I wish you'd told me. That's um, the impression. Yeah, you know, Andy, I wish you'd told me, but... Uh, uh, you know, it's the guy who works at their park. He's a bit of a prick, so all it's gonna be is meh, 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 Me, you know. So I was like, okay, well, I'm really sorry, and thank God he didn't send me the six hundred quid bill. <laughs> so um, yeah, but he's, he, that could not be I think he even said to me, "That's not the first time it's happened," but another telling off um, from another, you know, one of the well, one another of the top wrestling gro- promoters in the world, grown really. adult Yeah, telling you off. Yeah, so um, that leads on nicely from uh, from Richard. I feel because they're both about wrestling rings, but. We're going to move on now, uh, if if you've got any examples. I've got a great example of actually watching other people get told (laughs) off by, well, especially the one we've got the example of, um, one of the most famous wrestlers in the world now, absolutely losing his temper with a wrestling promoter.
0: Yeah, so I never saw this, did
1: I? No. But this is one we were going to try and fit into an episode, but I kind of feel like this is probably the best.
0: This is an opportunity, isn't it? It's a window of opportunity. We need to take it.
1: Yeah, so... As I was witness, and Ian Logan's in the room with us, and he reminded me of a couple of lines. We PWG European Vacation number two, October September October 2007.
0: I'm gonna add some context here. Okay, so this was done in association with IPW and WXW. Now, anyone who knows Felix from WXW knows it's notoriously cheap. So. If he can get out of buying a hotel room, he'll get out of buying a hotel room.
1: He wants He'd rather send people to the airport directly yeah, after the directly show. Directly after
0: the show. When I'm I'm a lovely person, I'll put people in like, like even if their flights are five in the morning and they get to the hotel at two, I'd rather give them like a couple of hours in a hotel room. Yeah. Even though it's a complete waste of money because mm-hmm. it's just a nice thing to do, right? Yeah. They're still human. Um and um so he does that all the time. He once famously put Hiroshi Tanahashi and Jushin Liger in a hostel. Oh <laughs> <laughs> really? Jeez. And of course they uh, they didn't complain, and then obviously complained to the office when they got <laughs> mm. when they got back. Um, you know, and there's like I didn't <coughs> think there was any problem. You know, when that's <laughs> what you you obviously d- like didn't know that. No, I, this was nothing to do with my booking. This no, was, I know, uh, but yeah, this was when I th- I want to say this is when they came over for Matt Jarrett the first time. Okay, they did a show for Felix. Um, I don't know for sure, but uh, anyway, um, yeah. But they didn't say they like Felix didn't realise there was an issue because the Japanese very polite, you know. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Very res- respectful, but then when they come back, they then mm-hmm. tell the office yeah. and complain to the office because um, that's the kind of professional way to deal with things. Um, so anyway, he this was this was no different. So i'm not like I'm not making excuses, <laughs> but what I'm saying is like i'm kind of um uh I'm saying the blame doesn't lie entirely on Dan's shoulders for this one but so the guys had gone from the we didn't even mention Dan yet well you're going to so yeah. <laughs> uh so the guys had gone from uh the w x w show straight to the airport. So they have
1: done a PWG German vacation German or vaca- something.
0: Yeah. Sh- it's a European vacation so Germany's part of Europe. I yeah, did. no, I know that but they were okay, wrestling saying, in Germany. I'm just... Alright. Okay. So How they else? did a show in Germany um, went straight from the airport from the show to the airport didn't get any sleep. So... But then the WXW shows finish finished notoriously late as well. But then they get to England and as well for anyone who knows these flights like if you book a flight at like 6 in the morning then it's often... Way cheaper than booking a flight at 10, 11 o'clock in the afternoon. It's only like an hour and a half from Ger- like Germany to England. But again, I prefer to get the guys a bit later. So, like, you know, so they land like maybe midday or something rather than. Yeah, that way they're not sitting the morning, around, so are they? they and, and then yeah. the idea being they can go to a the hotel, they can go to a hotel in, in Germany, then not have to get up super early to then get to England. And then when they get to England, because obviously a problem we have in England a lot is uh, early check ins. Um, And as well, logistically, um, this is referring to modern days, not like then, but logistically, um, we often get guys hotels at the airport, if they're flying back the same day, so they're at the airport already. So just the less messing around on the day that they actually have to fly, the better. So we get them hotels at the airport instead of the location of the show. But then you're in a catch-22 situation when they land, can they go to the hotel, which is at the airport, only be there for like half an hour because then they've got to hmm. you know get travel to the, to the show shows. so like um, and a lot of hotels don't do early check-ins and if they do do early check-ins say their check-in would be two o'clock normally it's now twelve o'clock so you know it's it just becomes quite hard because they like to obviously get people in to clean the rooms you know their standard checkout times ten eleven or twelve they like to have someone obviously come in to clean the room beforehand so you, you kind of it's a toss of a coin whether someone's left early and they've sent a cleaner in to clean a room as to even if you can get a room Anyway, that wasn't the case in this situation because they came straight from the airport, went straight to the show. And the show was at the Mountbatten Centre in Portsmouth, which coincidentally is where uh, we have our uh, our Survivor, can't say... You don't t- even know! <laughs> Ultimate Survivor. Yeah, which one? Two. Two,
1: yeah. <laughs> Ultimate Survivor <laughs> 2. Headlined by a TLC match. Is it? Yeah, between Rob the Gob I found that... No, yeah, I decided to do it in the end. <laughs> Yeah, and Danny Duggan. You don't even know. Uh, Rob the Gob and Danny Duggan in a TLC all-action affair. Okay. Yeah.
0: Best pop down B&Q and get some pasting tables.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm going to talk to the guy who knows where to get those WWE tables from.
0: I know where to get them from.
1: Yeah, you. That's what I was talking about. I said I'll talk to the guy who knows where (laughs) to get them from. (laughs) (laughs) Embarrass me. (laughs) 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 We've got a nice ladder last Um. year. We spent a fortune on that. We might as well use it again. Uh
0: so they went straight from there to the Mountbatten center yep. and mountbatten center obviously the leisure center they managed to get themselves like some mats and sleep on the mats so they had no hotel before the show okay and then after the show they were going back to the airport um and there was like a lot of local wrestlers around and i think that the idea was that they would sleep on people's sofas essentially yeah oh i've just forgotten a point of that yeah cuz i ended up taking b- my mum... Uh, yeah, I, don't remember Kev- I remember you had Kevin Owens at your like house.
1: Kevin, uh, Sammy, Joey L- Ryan. The dick guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> maybe the ref. And they're all absolutely fascinated by the wrestling channel. Yeah. Yeah. Like, at, we were up all night watching it. Yeah. Yeah. God, so I forgot about so that So they part. wound up yeah. having
0: a nice time in the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were well, yeah, they well those, well looked those, after. That, those that stayed at your house. I mean, yeah. some of them will have stayed at, you know, other people's houses, Student they? houses yeah. and all sorts, yeah. Yeah.
1: So, um,. So, 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 I, somebody must have said to me, "Do you mind looking after a few of the lads?" I still lived at home, so it was fine. My mum's always had a pretty open house; she's all right. But like, we, uh, we, we uh, were about to leave. I've stood with Ian, and I just hear all of a sudden hear this. So com- I'd already left. So I'd literally You'd just left. left yeah, must but just I was about see, to. I could leave. see
0: all the lads like kind of standing around as, as being like, "Where to now?" Yeah. Um. But like, I was kind of. I would just kind of left. Yeah, um, and then I got a so I got a phone call from you retelling this story now.
1: Okay, so keep in mind it was over eleven years ago now. So and
0: keep in mind that again I got a phone call from you retelling this story because you're a notorious grass.
1: Yeah, or <laughs> I just relay, um, and um, so if you look at that card now, there's I think except for me, I think everyone went to WWE. You know, you got Austin Aries, Brian Danielson, Martin Stone, Kevin Owens. My point is, it was a a real top bill. It was a star-studded show. Yeah, yeah. like in hindsight, you look back at it and go, cool, that was a good (laughs) job. And anyway, I was just about to leave, and I kind of have this vague memory in my head of all of a sudden hearing this commotion, like shouting, and I mean shouting. And I look over, and it's the man who was then known as Brian Danielson, absolutely losing his rag at the pro to the show, Dan Edler, saying, how... How dare you expect us to go back to the hotel? How, uh, sorry, back to the airport. How dare you expect us to to sleep on someone's floor? We, you know, we've been out all weekend and we haven't got a hotel. How can you do that to us? And I've never seen a man crumble. <laughs>
0: but to be fair to, <laughs> to be fair, to Danielson as well, like, uh, there's a long time to go without any room, isn't it? Right, yeah, <laughs> like, like not like just not a have bit a base. Of private sanctuary. For, yeah, just get for, a wash. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I guess he could have had that wash at the venue, but anyway. You, uh, I, when I'd heard that, when I found, well, kind of tweaked what was going on, I was amazed, but not amazed because I knew Dan. Do you know what I mean? The cost-cutting measures. But that
0: was British wrestling. <laughs> like the, the the age of the import was uh, was very new. The, the Indies in day. yeah, the Indian, yeah, the Indian, yeah, and the yeah. Indian import was always, uh, yeah. That's exactly that's a good terminology, right? And and in those days. Um, the indie workers were seen as very much second class. Like you never, you would never expect like Hacksaw or Jim Duggan to come over and, and be right. treated like that. Yeah, but yeah. like the indie guys were just treated essentially the same way in the same regard as, uh, you know, a lowly British wrestler at yeah. the time. And and again, I know British wrestlers are treated a lot better now, but that's just the way it was. You mm-hmm. know, it's just like the British wrestlers were just um, interchangeable pieces rather than being, you know, like it, an attraction. In a tra- yeah, I guess that's it, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, so, uh, yeah, i just never seen a man crumble so far. Especially Dan, who had that bit of, like, that... I would say that he, 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 uh, it certainly wasn't, and I re- reaffirm, it wasn't like a hard man persona. But He had a bit of a bit of a bravado about him, didn't he? Like, uh, y- you know, I've
0: got... Like, I'm the boss.
1: I'm the boss, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. the boss sort of thing, yeah. And uh, to be honest, I don't actually know what the outcome was, whether they got a hotel I got, or I assume they did.
0: I think, I, think he's, I think Danielson probably did, didn't he? Yeah,
1: and Austin Aries was on the show as well, so I got oh, to think... I imagine Eve, he was really upset. Eve was, I'd probably suggest it was both of them um. <laughs> together, uh, I guess, but um, yeah, and I saw Dan Edler just crumble. Not that he had any sort of like, um, you know, I didn't like look up to him at all, but just I like never. my mate.
0: I never really thought about that um, at all, but then like obviously when I, <laughs> times before when I was like, oh... 'Cause obviously I was booking the IPW shows, so I was like, Oh, should we bring in uh Brian Danielson? It was like nah <laughs> Really <laughs> you yeah. Know? like Yeah Yeah. But like uh, obviously I wound up booking him for the you know, a sitting one spectacular that was yeah. spoken about in great detail. Um so yeah, that was kind of funny, wasn't it? Ooh. Um and uh yeah and the fact that it was him as well, because he was like the most down to earth, cool, calm, collected professional wrestler yeah, like, you'd ever meet yeah. and no one had ever seen him lose his rag ever yeah um, but a, lot, a lot of the indie
1: guys were always just like just happy to be there yeah you know like they were just kind of like oh I'm going, I'm getting to go to England on someone else's money you yeah, know something
0: else which I, I've remembered which again this is just an interesting point um, but I was kind of looking through old emails just to, obviously sometimes when when we do these shows like I kind of try to search my emails for like keywords to see because I never that's one thing I've never done is delete my emails so I've yeah. got literally conversations of everything and it's kind of embarrassing the way i just talk about something you know like these ideas for storylines and whatever um but like uh one thing i realized was um back in the day when we were doing ipw a lot of the imports their flights would actually be paid for by fans do you know that yeah i think i do so remember like, that actually so yeah. you could sponsor so like for example there was someone who used to um sponsor kevin steen so they'd literally pay for his flight over. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess maybe similar to the way Japanese sponsors used yeah. to work. Yeah. Like, you could pay for... It, they'd pay for his flight over, um, and then they'd get to spend some time with him, maybe go for dinner with him, whatever, and they'd get a free ticket to a show. Yeah. And then their, their name would be mentioned in the program, like, Kevin's team sponsored by...
1: Yeah, yeah. I remember that now. Actually, I, <laughs> I once did a show for Bagger and in Enfield in 2006, and he said to me... Um, oh, I've got a sponsor for you for you and I was like why you know like it's not like I was charging 500 quid and uh, and the, and anyway he called me the day before and said oh your sponsors pulled out I don't want you anymore and i said, absolutely not and I said I've got this date booked you not turn around because you're too tight to pay me 50 quid so it probably wasn't even 50 quid probably 40 quid probably and 25 <laughs> yeah probably yeah so um yeah and I ended up doing it in the end and I had to go to pizza hut with um with uh, James, Ty, because I think they'd agreed to pay for James as well because he was on the show, and one of the lads who actually nicked a girlfriend off me but a year mm. or two later. That's a really? story. funny story for another day, yeah.
0: What, a fan? Yeah, you know, when oh, I went out oh that Gold know. Marie, and yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be a good story, actually. Let's tell that one day. That's funny. Um, so, so yeah, that was, yeah, it's interesting the way that times have changed in terms of wrestling and that.
1: yeah. But we don't need things like sponsors. I mean, sponsors are,
0: are great. It would be like, nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well,
1: I, th- I think local sponsors you could still. Yeah. It's just kind of opening that opportunity. You know, like every time we run a sellout in Portsmouth, you you can't, if you took a picture of that, a good picture, and say, listen, for so much money, you could put your pizza leaflets out. You just pay so much money to these four, f- you know, five, six hundred people that are here at the Mountbatten Centre.
0: And, yeah, and I look at it as well. Like, I, di- I did a... Um, like a, you know, like even the strong style evolved shows. Look at those crowds. Look at yeah, the. You could have done really yeah. well out there. But like again, is something I have to reiterate. Is like I'm fully aware of this fact, and as well as that, like it's almost like I'd like to do that, but it's just another. You know, you, you have to. It, if you just draw up a list of what's most important, the yeah. most important thing is making sure the show happens. Sure. And then it's selling tickets. Mm-hmm. And then it's making sure the rest of the st- Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so like, yeah, yeah, you know, It comes very low on the list, but when you're doing so much stuff, you're spinning all these plates. So, yes, there's definitely room for someone to come and sell sponsorship. And make, well, it's not make, like... Make a nice cut. Don't a fortune, surely, on their yeah, Snickers. I'm sure I'm sure they do. And I'm not looking for Snickers. I'm just looking for Dave's windows, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Well, John Freeman, actually, he does it. He does those little... Still
1: to this day, they're A4 folded bits of paper that he's photocopied yeah. for 5p a sheet, and he's got sponsorship. yeah. I don't know what they pay. They probably don't pay a lot. 20 pence. (laughs) Yeah, it'd probably be a bit more than that. (laughs) You know,
0: 20 quid or something.
1: Yeah. That's half his roster now. 20 (laughs) quids. So yeah,
0: but that's, you know, that's just a, that's just an area, but that's an example of where wrestling in this country is continuing to grow and evolve is, is that, um, stuff like that is, it's, it's, yes, it's a definite untapped resource and it's, it's something that would probably be, you know, one of the next avenue, one of the next revenue streams, which are coming in the future. um, But, yeah, in the meantime, if anyone does want to fly any wrestlers over, (laughs) Mm. you know, just give us a shout. Um, And also, if you wanted to, uh, yeah, if you do know anyone who who wants to sponsor a show, also give us a shout. And also, if you think you can sell sponsorship for us, also give us (laughs) a shout. (laughs) Um, So just a a few little things there. And I also remember, do you remember there was that phase when uh, all the girls used to get flown over? What oh the American girls like a cheerleader. cheerleader, cheerleader Melissa and uh, uh Asha, not Asha Kong, uh Awesome Kong, Awesome Kong, Amazing Kong, and uh, Steve Carino's sister Alison Danger. Was that Carino's sister? Yeah, I don't know, if I knew that. Not know that. and she's married to um Swiss Money Holding uh, Cesaro. Nope, tag team partner Aries Aries Yeah. oh Okay. Um, he was good as well. Um. Who else came over? Loads of them. Uh, the one who's married to Michael Elgin, uh, mischief, right? Loads of those guys, were, like g- 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 girls, sorry, uh, flown over, like paid for by the wrestling
1: fans or by promoters. By
0: Wrestling fans, a couple of people within the industry. Uh, oh yes, of course, so, yeah, yeah. Um, Just to get some exposure. So yes, yeah, so that that's that's interesting as well. But like, isn't it for, like times have times have certainly changed, haven't they? Um, and I guess it's a testament to the fact that there's. There's a bit more money going around now. Um, and uh, there, and to be honest, there is a bigger fan base, isn't there? So just in, just an interesting tidbit for you, because I know, you know, you wrestling fans, you tune in every week to get a little bit of a, a, a history lesson. Yeah, and so we're we the guys to give it
1: to you. Absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah. Okay, well, hopefully you found those stories somewhat amusing. Um, I don't think there's any punch-ups involved. I'm sure I could come up with some of those, though, for next
0: time. Hmm. In the off the top of your head? Jay Phoenix got in a fight with someone. He's a horrible person, Jay Phoenix.
1: Chris Hero, I remember at that King of Europe Cup, I think Jay Phoenix sort of turned up to say hi to the boys, and I can remember Chris Hero what I saw this, like went up to the merchandise table and shoved him against the wall and he
0: got in a fight with someone at well he did get in a fight with someone at one PW. I can't remember. Small who Joe, it was. the pillows. No, 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 no. It was someone else, and like I don't want to name any names because I can't remember who it was. But like he got in a proper Roughneck? Maybe yeah. that's who I was thinking, but I can't tell you for sure. Yeah, I, I don't remember the scenario, but, but I remember it was yeah. like, over the merchandise table. He got slapped across the face, and there was a big scuffle and a big pull apart like during intermission. And it was in Hull. I remember that night. I, it was, yeah, it was Hull. It was a leisure centre show. Yeah. Um, where it was boiling hot, mm-hmm. um, and I remember the t- I remember where the table was as well, just outside the locker room. The merchandise table, um, but yeah, I don't remember any specifics. No, so if Co- anyone can remember that story, yeah, let us know. UKFF will know it probably, they probably knew, ev- they they knew, they knew everything. Got everything, yeah, yeah. Um, isn't it a shame that that place kind of died to death, went downhill?
1: Well, Twitter kind of took over, really, didn't
0: it? Well, I think that that and the fact that for me, I stopped posting on the UKFF like our show stuff because it was just all so negative, yeah. And I was just like, what's the point? Like, I, I well, what like, do you think Twitter is. Well, with some positivity <laughs> as well, isn't there? I remember
1: but you telling me about Twitter. I said, I'd sort of, I I was, rest- I don't want to say wrestling less. I was, I wasn't getting booked by you, basically. Wow. And uh, and I said, oh, you still, what does the UKFF say? He says, oh, no one uses that anymore. We're all on Twitter now. You go to Twitter to find out what people think about the shows.
0: Oh, that's big on Twitter. Mm. Mm. So, still am now. And, uh, and what's interesting as well, you pointed out this morning, didn't you, that Twitter are removing all the bots of people. Uh,
1: yeah, I didn't lose anyone. Which yeah, I was really but I, yeah.
0: a certain <coughs> lying kid lost about eight thousand. <coughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. uh, There's going to be a. <laughs> but yeah. So because I always maintained as well that you want to have like um. Y- you actually want real followers like because whilst it looks nice having loads of followers. Yeah. You want real followers because it keeps a, it's real real engagement, isn't it? Yeah, it's a so. real.
1: It gives you a real metric. I remember yeah. like saying. To you about a specific wrestler, and I said, I haven't even got 2,000 followers, but this guy here seems to have 10,000 followers, and I was like, How is that? And he and you said, No, nah, they're all fake. And the reason why you, how you can tell they're all fake is because you go through their tweets and what kind of likes and retweets have they got, and then you know, yeah, the, and also you can it's look all at in single digits, and then you can
0: look at you can also look at if you look at the followers, you can look at the followers, and then you can. Um, you can literally just click on one of the profiles and see if they're real, you know, and yeah you can, you, see, you often see that um recurring theme of not real yeah not real, so there you go mm-hmm. um but anyway, that'll do us that'll do us for today for yeah. this week. I hope you've enjoyed yourselves um sorry, we're late again, but that's just like me in real life, isn't it so yeah.
1: um late for everything, Andy calleddon. Um, yeah, and uh, just before we go, I don't know why I've just had this minor flashback from, I don't know, an hour ago. Uh, Mark's home's not really an evil person. <laughs> when I said, oh, I'll tell you another time when he had his hand around my throat. <laughs> uh, I just want to reiterate, Mark's actually a, a thoroughly nice fella. So, um, yeah.
0: Scared you get beaten up again, aren't you? No, I'm not. I just oh, thought okay. about it. I
1: thought, well, if someone told me, you know, if I lost my temper, with if Richard Parry was on a podcast,
0: he'd probably paint me to be a really horrible person, wouldn't he? Yeah, he but to be honest, he probably <laughs> has forgotten <laughs> about you. No, he hasn't, no. Well, if he's an arsehole, like in everyday life, I'm sure he's just like that to everyone every day. Well, maybe. Unless you're the only person that's made him say sorry. Yeah. And he's literally got a picture of you on his dartboard. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I've... uh, Or maybe i changed his life. Maybe he's turned into a nice man now. Mm. Yeah. Who knows? Cool. If anyone knows Richard Parry... If anyone can confirm that's his name or not. <laughs> yeah, we don't even know that's <laughs> his name. I think that's his name. <laughs> Close ain't. enough, anyway. Perry, Parry, something but like it's that. But it's not Parry the director, for sure. No. He's some kind of executive.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a suit. Yeah. yeah. We
0: don't like suits, do we? No. Cool. All
1: right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Follow me on Twitter, at Boy Simmons, B-O-Y-S-I-M-M-O-N-Z. And follow me on Instagram, boysimmonz one nine eight four. Because that is the year I was born. Okay,
0: cool. Um, yeah, just follow me at A Quilden, A Q U I L D A N. I'll be sure to tweet about anything which Andy's, uh, which is important to Andy. So just follow me, or both of us. And uh, I'm on, <laughs> I'm on Instagram as well. Um, Andy quildon on Instagram at Andy Quilden. Um, I don't really Instagram that much, but I'm gonna try and do more of it. Well, when uh, I first
1: got into Instagram, I was really on it like every day and then someone said to me I asked someone I said how often do you Instagram and he said oh about once a week I was like once a you're week you're supposed to do like three four times a
0: day that's like three or four one. a day yeah, yeah 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 look at all the people with loads and loads of followers and see how much they Instagram alright anyway this is not a social media lesson but um, but yeah if you're into your social media marketing you should be on it a lot more than we are um, but you know doesn't matter because we're just genuine guys aren't we mm-hmm. so there you go cool alright thanks for listening speak to you again next week bye stop